So yesterday, uh, I'm an educator by day, fifth grade teacher, third year. So I got home yesterday, went on Spotify, and I put in Peter Hadar, right? <laughs> So well dressed for the art show. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Two thousand eight, around that time, Planets was my joint. Oh wow! So yeah, I'm going back, man. I'm going back. So when we think about entrepreneurship, when we think about the beginning, when we think about the the prerequisite, I always like to trace back to where it all started, right? So in regards to building brands and platforms and empowering communities and, and communicating with the culture, that's something I've always been about since I was younger, putting Legos together, just connecting the dots, essentially. And however I maneuver, that's what I'm all about. So I came across, I'm a fan of music, art. You know, we had the Newark Arts Festival now. So I remember first coming across Peter's music, I'm like, yo, this is so dope. That abstract wave, right? I've always been a Neo Soul fan. And I lived in Miami for a year, from 2011 to 2012. I was doing educational work out there as well for City Year, which is an educational nonprofit. And when I came back, while I was out there, I was doing work with Cornerstoners also, Cornerstone Agency. Yeah. So that's, that's what introduced me to the world of branding and marketing. And that was new to me. So I was doing street team work and promotion work, went out to South by Southwest. So I always wanted to figure out how can I, how can I create some synergy between these two worlds, the educational world and the media world, right? And we, we had this yeah, conversation yeah, on the phone, oh, right, right? Right, absolutely, absolutely, yep, yep. I always wonder how come when we walk into a public school, it doesn't give us the same feeling as walking into an event or an activation at some place in the city that's just super cool and super dope. And we feel invited and we're giving, we're giving swag and bags and promotional items. Yet we don't have the budget to afford that kind of stuff for our children. So there's some kind of void there. And that void is a white space that, in my heart, I really want to figure out what we can do because there's a lot of money out there yeah, right there's a lot of money <laughs> there's a lot of kids that i think are looking for alternative way to you know just alternative things to get in yeah into, yeah um, and uh man it's funny that you say that because my daughter i got a four-year-old right, right. Now, and uh i just see all the cracks in schools like you know what's going on brother yes sir yes sir yes yes i see all the yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I remember seeing you. I didn't know. I had you in the door. Yes, you did. You talked about little brother and something. You did talk about Yes, yes. But I didn't want to get too wrong. No, no. You're, you're a part of this. You're a part you're of this. You're a part of this. We're going to class. Come up, man. We're going to we going, going bring everything until our, 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 our keynote comes. Now... Uh, I wanna. I wanted to bring Classic to the table too. He is an incredible um, DJ, incredible, incredible creator, creative on the low, and um, I think he's gonna be a, a really successful businessman um, soon and, and and a creative. And uh, he's 
I'm, I'm loving going through the process with him to get there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's a little, little brother wave, but uh, you know he's he's DJing, you know, from Boiler Room to Adidas gigs. You know what I mean? In relationships and, and, and been a, and part of camps, but now it's burgeoning out, and yeah. I think it's important. You know, and just when we were going to the car, I was like, man, I, I need you to speak as well, going forward, even outside today, because, you know, I think as creatives, we get so caught up in what we think is success, you know, yeah. then just, you know, actually living a healthy, uh, not even healthy, I mean, healthy and, and wealthy life and being able to do what you want to do. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's the the key uh, core element. So. I'm not going to interrupt that much. But you finish saying what you were saying, then we're going to get to... I'm, I'm finished now. Okay, boom. I mean, it's, it's, it's about an open conversation. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to bring it to Tanise. So I met Tanise through a phone call with another uh, uh, business associate, I would say. Um, and I really, really respect her. And uh, she does a children's fashion show uh, once a year at the Haynes Building. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do a lot of work in programming at the Haynes Building. And uh, is that what I'm doing? That's all. And um, she told me a little about, about Denise and her, her, you know, she has a salon. She actually graduated from Rising Tide, which is our sponsor today. And uh, she graduated from their program. And I've been hearing a ton about Rising Tide, which is great. Yeah. And um, and uh, she's here to talk about her book, business. She has a business development company mm-hmm. initiative that she's working on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited to have her. Let's clap it up for the table. Thank you. Uh, I'm so happy that, um, that Josie connected us. Uh, it was so random. She called me and said she was sitting and talking to you. Um, she's That's like my sister. We do um, an event every year called Ladies Building Legacy. So we had an event in May. Um, that was our first one where we basically brought a bunch of women together. And we wanted it to be like an empowerment thing for women to kind of show like we can definitely come together to do stuff collectively and we can support each other. So every every vendor was female. Every um, Everyone who participated in the program was female. So and everybody that we used to do like the food and everything was all women and it was just so impactful so we do that every year but I uh, I'm an entrepreneur I'm a motivational speaker I'm an author I am um, so many different things a real estate investor and I started out in this journey um, with my salon that I have in West Orange it's called Sheer Bliss Hair Lounge and Spa and it services everybody but it caters to women who suffer from cancer and lupus and alopecia or some form of traumatic hair loss and um, the salon is unique in that way um, because we have private rooms, we accept health insurance for women to get wig units to offset the cost for um, you know, natural hair wig units. And um, we do a lot with giving back and a lot with um, women who are just needing to feel empowered, needing to come into a space where they're already dealing with so much trauma outside and in their everyday life, we wanted to bring a space where they could come and just feel good about themselves and own power. So that's what I do with the salon. The salon's been open for five years now. And um, I started that journey. Rising Tide was a great, a great, great, great asset to me when I first started because it took me eight years to get my salon open. 
And um, during that time, I did the Rising Tide course. I went through the whole program. Jay was my, uh, my teacher then. And um, I got so many resources from Rising Tide. But it was a, a really difficult for me to get my business started because I'm from Trenton originally. So I come from an urban area where I didn't have money raised by my grandmother. Um, so I didn't have like you know, no inheritance or any type of money saved in the bank. I had just filed the bankruptcy. So it was a lot of things that I needed to do to get the money to get the salon open. And um, during that process, it kind of compelled me to write a book about it. So I have a book that's called Pray for Rain, A Guide to Building Your Business with Little to No Money. I wrote that book, uh, came out last year, I believe December 10th of last year, and it's about how you start a business if you don't have all the funding. I go over every single thing that I did, how I was able to successfully start and keep my business you know because a lot of people say if your business doesn't last at more than three years you know that, that most businesses fail within right, the first right, three years right. or, or they'll say you know you have to have six months of rent or six months of expenses in order for you to keep going and I didn't have it you know straight up I didn't have that yeah. so I try to show people that you know yes you want those things of course you know you want to have that cushion but if you don't it doesn't mean that you can't do it. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. It just means that it's going to be harder. It means that you're going to have to be innovative and an out-of-the-box type of thinker to be able to figure that thing out. So I wrote the book because um, another reason is that I found that when I was starting out, when I was working on my business, uh, a lot of people did not want to talk to me. Like other salon owners didn't want to share information with me because they saw me as competition. And I feel that um, when you're blessed, you're not blessed by yourself. It's not just for you because the God that we serve is a bigger God. He doesn't just give it for you. He gives it for you to give to other people. So the book is meant to enlighten a bunch of people, everybody who I can get my hand, anybody who I can come in contact with. It's meant to show them that um, they can do what I did and they can open whatever business they want. So I go over all that in the book. And then, um, and then I didn't just stop there because once I got the book open, I mean got the book out and I started doing my, my speaking engagements and things like that. I saw the, the, the feedback and how people were so like into it and could, could relate and all that. So I wanted to do a program that would teach women, not women, but adults and kids how to start a business, mm -hmm. how to get a business plan. Because that's one of the things, especially in um, urban communities that you find, you may have a business, but a lot of us forget that business plan. We right. forget that step. Yep. And a lot of uh, entrepreneurs don't have websites. Right. You know, especially urban, you know, African American entrepreneurs don't have websites, don't have business plans, and you're missing the, you're missing a key factor in your business. So yeah. I want to go ahead. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt. That's okay. But this is the reason why I'm doing this, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm someone that's made money in business and probably never had a business plan. Yeah. So I feel like the I'm might be leaving money on the table, you know right, what I mean? Right. So, um, not to interrupt, but I feel like I gotta, cause cause when you hit when you hitting those 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 yeah. notes, we gotta. But that's important that you know, like you know, um, starting a business business that hundred sixty five or three hundred dollars if right. you sign up, it's not over. You know right. what I mean? Like there's taxes. Yeah. There, you know, when you when you should pay your taxes. Yeah. Some people mm -hmm. say you should pay it quarterly. You know. Um, what 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 are exempt? You know what I mean. Like how are you saving? You know what right. I mean. Like all those things. Like until you actually read about what you do right. and study what you do outside of your talent, you won't know. That's right. And that's what this is about. Like yeah. 
you know, I'm sorry. Go on. No, it's okay. I, um, you know, to touch on that, I, I talk about the business plan a lot because all of that information is really important and a lot of that stuff goes into your plan. So if you do your plan yourself, then you've already figured a lot of that stuff out. And a lot of people come to me like, oh, I can just hire somebody to do my plan. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, if you hire somebody, you gotta always bring that person in the room with you so that they can explain to the investor why they should invest in your business. Um, I've, I've been so blessed to have done the business plan. I won a whole grant mm. from a business plan, an elevator pitch, mm. because I know my business plan off the, like, the back of my hand. Right. And um, I was able to get funding from a, a nonprofit organization called the Intersect Fund, mm. where they go, and they're in, they're in Newark, right up on right, Wall Street, right. and they go by your business plan. Right. You know, not by your credit score. Yeah, they have a ton of those. I wanted some of those people to come, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many resources out there for us for us uh, entrepreneurs that don't have the funding that we need to tap into, but it's like another avenue. Right. So um, I saw it was a real need, so I decided to go one step further. And me and my sister, we started this organization called Passing the Baton. And it's basically, the concept is exactly how it sounds. We're passing the baton because my sister, I got custody of her when she was 14. And I basically have built myself up and everything that I did, I passed on to her and she's taking it for one step further. So it's like in a race, you know, when you run in a race, you pass the time back, but you give it to that person and they go further until you win. That's the ultimate, you know, goal. Legacy. So, right, building a legacy. So uh, we did this five-week business and uh, business and web development course. She has her master's in uh, computer science, so wow. she does websites. Wow. So this five-week business course, it teaches adults and kids how to, one, have a 10 to 15-page business plan. You have that at the end of the five weeks. You have a three to five-page website. You have your business registered with the state of New Jersey. You're also registered um, to accept government contracts. So as a minority woman-owned business, if you're a woman, or a small business enterprise. So you're doing minority when you're doing MB? MWB. MB you, oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. And also SB. Wow. Yeah, so you have those two. Because um, I, I work for the state of New Jersey. Okay. So I have a lot of access to those uh, those departments where you just need to get your registration. Right. So I know I know that step as well. So we do all of that in the five weeks. And the class actually starts on the 21st of October. Okay. And um, for adults, it's uh, 325. Okay. And for kids, it's 275. Okay. And the kids range from 8 to 12, but we provide laptops for them. Wow. Yeah. So it's no excuse. We're eliminating excuses as right. the reason why you can't do something, reason right. why you can't invest. Right. Um, we offer payment plans. We offer online classes if right. you can't make it on the days that we have class. So we, we're pretty much trying to push it so that anybody can take it. And then the goal is once you get that information, you take it back to your community and you show mm -hmm. them what you, what you learned. Very, so that very, we can all build and become entrepreneurs. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. I'm so glad I had that meeting with Josie. <laughs> because that's, that, that is, that's about, I mean, this is a creative entrepreneurship. And, and, and I believe, like, uh, uh, hairstyle and everything is still in that same space. Mm -hmm. But um, these are the things that I feel like we don't pay attention to as artists. We just, we just want to, you know, I check, you know what I mean? We pay our bills. We buy clothes, we buy money, then reinvest. Mm -hmm. But we're not really saving, right? Because you have to save to invest, right? So, um, and then just, just I study so much of it, and I'm gonna get the classic. But there was like a chart I saw on, on the internet where somehow, if you buy 
four or five lots, right? Or how many, how many lots did you buy, right? And you invest, it's, it's in loans $250. I mean, $250,000, yeah. right? You have like four or five of those loans. And you take 400, say you're, the least money you make is 400. I mean, the average person doesn't make $400,000 a year. Right. The average person. You know, like, so before you even get to a million, they don't make 400. So like, yeah. like the real entrepreneurs and real wealthy people are talking about getting to 400 first. You know what I mean? And, and, and you and I can get the 400. You know what I mean? If, if you're doing music, if you're doing a salon, if you're doing consulting, if you're doing whatever, you know? So um, just, just the breaking down and simplifying how to get the wealth. And to me, that, 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 that's going to get you there. And I'm sure Rise of Tide, that type of... You ready to join? Oh. No? I was just going to record what you were saying. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right. Um, well, we got a, a, a great uh, promoter for Rise of Tide here today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, like, I want to talk offline and see how I can help push that out for you as well through my channels. But, um, but yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much what this is about and then kind of like really pulling down those like all those all those simple things like registration so i might have paid more more money for my registration until i did a meetup and spoke to lawyers and it was like why did you spend that much mm-hmm. you know but you don't know right right so as simple as me getting money buying those pizzas today and my friend saying you spent too much you should have went to domino's that's mm-hmm. if, you know what i mean like it's a learning right like to me that's so important now now after you have to get the information then the do is another challenge but, right yeah but uh what do you i speak sir speak <laughs> sir so 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 the thing's like classic created that shirt so he has a brand called cartel Cartel Nation. Cartel Music. Cartel Music. And and we have a cup, we have a, a group of friends. We're all really good friends. And we all have different lanes of music, R and B, uh, Jersey Club, whatever. But I'm always impressed with him because he doesn't wait. You know what I mean? And he creates it on his own and he has taste. You know. He's a little bit in his own mind in, in a sense, because he's a Scorpio. And Scorpios think they can do it all. It's so the Taurus, Tauruses. But, you know, I, I have high hopes for this guy. But you, you, you can speak, though. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my name is DJ Classic. Uh, I guess you can say I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I built a team, Cartel Music, which is a pretty big uh, DJ group in a trusted area. Uh, we did a number of events in other states. I got artists that have done other countries. Um, and believe it or not, the reason I started this group was because it was a bigger group when I was younger called Brick Bandits. Oh yeah, Brick Bandits. Brick Bandits was the team to be on if you were a DJ. And they would never let me come to a meeting. So I said, all right, you got it. And I started my own. And my own group ended up being as big as Bandits was. I, um, I believe in cutting the middleman out. And like, like I, I do my own printing, I got my own studio. When I DJ, I use my own equipment. I feel like when you invest in yourself, uh, it's more of a profit and it makes you feel better about what you do. You know what I mean? So like even with your salon and everything, like it feels better because you did it. Right. So like if you go to your salon, it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, it's feel good. You know what I mean. So, um, Peter is definitely like a big brother to me. Uh, 
we, we do a lot of things together. He gives me advice. Um, I can be a little bit of hard head at that time, you know. When you, you know, you feel like you can do it yourself, it's, it's just like, it, it's just like you're so strong-willed. But realistically, it's, sometimes you need help. You know? yeah. yeah, but it's, it's definitely, I definitely believe in investing. Um, if I could tell my younger self something, it would be safe. Because I've definitely probably seen over 100K in the last seven years. And, but it's just like, like it come in so fast, it just, it's just like, oh, I just made a thousand. Let's get busy. You know what I mean? So um, now, I, you know, I'm getting a little older, so I believe in like stacking and, and you know, being a, being a brand. So I'm trying to build a brand out a little bit more. Um, trying to do some charity work as well. I was just telling him about an idea I had um, called Pat. Don't, don't say it on camera. No, don't say it on camera. Don't say it on camera. I would say it on camera. Go ahead. I mean, um, for, she got on camera. <laughs> technically, technically Tec- once you put it out there, it's the copyright. It's not registered, yeah. oh, but you yeah. put it out there. Once we take intellectual property, an idea, and put it out yeah. in a tangible form, that's a copyright. Really? So, yeah. so, there's a big misconception when it comes to the creative world that we're afraid to share ideas because we think that our copyright is different than getting our copyright registered. Right. Once we take our idea, it's called intellectual property, and put that out into a tangible form, whether it's music or we're writing, that's our copyright. Right? So it's getting that copyright registered that protects us, gives us that protection when we have to go to court or, um, you know, file for a lawsuit or anything like that. But technically, once we put the idea out there, it's our copyright. I I remember, I think, years ago, if you, like, bought an ad in the paper, I think, that was kind of like... Like poor man, essentially? I think that might have been poor man. Like... Poor man. That was metal that probably still works, still. Yeah. Probably still works. Um, but yeah, go ahead. But yeah, so, you know, I think of a, like, I got an idea called Pat Pizza at Panamark Feeding the Homeless. They just bring out, like, 200 pies, everybody gets two slices of pizza. Just something to give back, you know what I mean? I, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I'm from North, I'm a North native, and, you know, um, also, my mom, she's a, she's a minister. She oh, she has a, a better women's shelter that I believe in. I'd invest in and I just gave her a thousand dollars like a month ago. And wow. you know, I, it's her dream and I believe in what it is. And I definitely want to plug y'all together when um, you know, when everything's said and done. But um yeah, um being an entrepreneur is, is, is cool, I like it, you know. I, I try to make money by any means and then I drop Uber, engineer, <laughs> DJ, whatever. Yeah. So But that's that's streams though, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so one of the things, and my, my uh, project manager who was on that way told me to kind of like bring out all my books, right? And I was kind of like, nah, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna bring all my, I, I don't know if I want to share all of that yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay. There's, you know, pieces of it. But the thing that got me to this point was I bought an independent music book. Now, I've already toured around the world. I've, I've done a lot as an independent, you know, you, you know, yeah. right? But this book, you know, it just, I was just like, why did I get this book? I know all of it. 
but it broke down everything and it, and it also broke down some things that I didn't know and then it also had organizations in there you know like the average person might not know about Rising Tide if they're not in the center of like entrepreneurship and asking people for help and you know where should I go right so this book was uh, kind of like a blueprint on how to do it the right way you know what I mean like where, we, where I was missing out on money right so I, I'll give you a tidbit like when you're traveling, right? If you need to do a gig and you say, I want to do this market, you can go speak to a school. You know, that's the first gig. That's your first, you know, check. You know what I mean? To go speak to a school. And, and then hopefully, you know, those people from the school will come to your show because, you know, right now in streaming, I have these conversations with a lot of, uh, um, you know, uh, what do you say? I guess they're executives or consultants or, or assassins in the industry and the business of music seems to only be going on on, on uh, like the streaming platforms yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's, it's not like how you know Cornerstone is like you know like I do events because of Cornerstone yeah. you know what I mean but we all wanted to be Cornerstone if you're a programmer right like who do we want to really like I don't even know how you really get the music out now outside of streaming, and I think it cuts off the the hands. You know what I mean? It, 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 it stops us from being creative outside of content. Yeah. You know. I mean, the game's so wide open now. If we really dissect things, we're all in the business of people, right? It's true. That's really it. It's true. Whether it's B to B or B to C, like somewhere is a consumer. So sometimes I think we, we kind of keep things in the box. We sometimes just have to sit back and evaluate, okay, if I'm putting out a book, what is this book about? And how can I build a community? So let's, let's talk about labels now, right? So we have brand, we have presence, we have platform, we have community. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about this recently because me as a black male, when we think of branding, that's not really the most positive term. So I'm like, what, what other ways can I describe the things that we're doing? And a lot of times now, we'll, a lot of companies, a lot of forward-thinking people are using community instead of fan or audience. Right. It's about building a community of exchange and transformation. So it's more than just the transaction. It's really wanting to, to add value to whoever's in our community. That's yeah, it. Yeah. What do you do? How can I help you? Yeah. Like, how can I build you up? Yeah. What can I offer? But even All of like, that. Even like, and I want to ask you too, do you make, do you, how well do you do online to like, you know, hand in hand? Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, the way for entrepreneurs, like, so like Gordon Chambers, right? So Gordon Chambers is like an OG in independent music. He wrote like all of Anita Baker's, you know, hits, right? Mm -hmm. So him and, uh, guy that I, uh, I study under, Eric Robeson, um, were like the top guys in, in uh, independent music. But Eric, would, you know, he went to Howard, you know, university, so there's a connection there, you know, like, you can't even, if you're good and you went to Howard, you, you know, you, you can't really mess that up, yeah. you know what I mean? So, but, I mean, he, he's an exceptional artist and all that stuff. But my point was, he did these shows, Gordon did Holmes before it was so far, before it was Airbnb. Yeah. He would go to a home, he would play in the home, he would sell CDs in the home. Now, 
for us, you know, you and I, right, we might feel like that's not the way. We're trying to get in the best venue. But money-wise, you know what I mean, financially, he was killing the game. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You can make it look whatever you want to look. But, I mean, just those different concepts. And then um, what I also wanted to say about the streaming. All right. So, on Instagram, there are what we call, I guess, uh, models. You know what I mean? And they have links now or where you can click on it and, like, tip them. Very intrigued by this. Very intrigued. So they have a couple of different platforms. But the one platform they have, right, is called Patron, a Patreon. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they have it for music. They have it for everyone. So what this is is your own personal Netflix. So if you have 30 people that are continuously paying you a certain amount of month, you're eating, that's a heavy stream, yeah. you know? And then, like, I used to go to these, like, I used to pay, like, $200 go here, Ryan Leslie speak, because he's, like, the, like, one of the greater entrepreneurs, you know, independent guys. You know, his foot is in and out of the industry. But um, his whole thing with the smartphone is ingenious because we're just thinking, as an artist, all right, I'm going to get a sign. Someone has to choose me. No, choose yourself, you know. Choose yourself, figure out who likes your product, right? And engage them continuously. Yeah. You know, just engage them. That those are your best friends. Like we don't we don't do that because the number, you know, we like oh, I got a thousand people. Like I have these events often and they're usually ahead of what people are thinking and it'll either be this or be a lot or be I have no I, I don't have a care in the world. You know what I mean? Because if we continue to do it, it's going to grow. You're going to tell someone, he's going to tell someone, you're going to tell someone, we're going to continue to do it, right? But the whole thing about that is 30, 50 people, 50 people giving you $100 a month, right? And that's unchangeable, and then you get more yeah. people. That's without any help, you know? So, I mean, these are the type of things that I want creators and artists to think about because it's, it's having your own community. And, when, you know, back in the day, it was like mom and pops, right? You had your own store. You know, my mom even had a bookstore back in the day. You know what I mean? But it's like you have to really want to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? But um, just even with you, like, you, you might have a thousand customers. I don't know. You know what I mean? You have a thousand customers year, year round. Like, and that's all you need. That might be all you need to be a millionaire, you know? So, I mean, those are just the thoughts that I kind of, like, want definitely creative entrepreneurs because we, we're all chasing this thing of being Kanye or being whoever. We're all chasing that. And all he's doing is what we're doing on a large scale. Like, he's totally outside of, you know, the whole corporate structure, like, in terms of what he's doing right now, right? So because we don't... Everyone's not his biggest fan right now because of whatever, right? So the whole thing with him selling all those, all that merch at a time when America was supposed to hate him, and he still sold like millions. Of, you know what I mean? That just tells you how important it is to tap into your home fan base, find out who they are, and that's why data is so crazy. Which I'm kind of weird about that because I still think you just need to go out and get your customer yeah. and then like engage them. But also, it's good to be comfortable. Space. Right. That's why. He, that's why Kanye. That's why Kanye is so successful mm -hmm. because he he does what he does. Mm -hmm. No matter what anyone says, he does what he does. Right. right. So is it you like it or you don't? don't? See, but artists, 
Guido, that's very hard for us. It's very hard for us in our community, right? Because, um, and, and, and we're going to talk, talk, because, you know, when you go to the wards, when, when I have a friend and I, and I have a friend that lives in the wards, there's literally nothing healthy. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's, you can't think correctly if you didn't eat healthy. You know what I mean? Like, like food desert. You know, like food, it's a food desert. It's a culture desert. It's like, you know, like it's, to, to come out of that, you have to almost be a superhero. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so, so, um, I said it to say it's no, and then once you're there, right, and I feel like it's a stigma of being different. Nobody really wants to be different. Yeah, we say we're different in our names, and we say, you know, but no one just says, look, I'm going to just open a store in the hood. I'm going to open a healthy store instead of a bodega in the hood. Yeah. You know? And that'll be the one that can take that all around the world and do bodegas, healthy bodegas around. But who, no one would do it. You know, everyone says, who would eat burritos? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so, um, I just kind of want to get, I, you know, I can't change the world, right? But I do want, uh, well, maybe I can change the world. But yeah, I do yeah, want yeah. Uh, creative entrepreneurs to know better. You know what I mean, and, and and live healthier lives. Like that whole stigma of like, oh, you're a musician or your artist is bull, is bull crap. You know, if you apply by, if you sat down with Denise as a creative or a musician, I'm sure you'll be better off and you'll be on your road to well. Because those, that's that's the the, the, the the alphabet. You know what I mean? The the, the 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 bones to success as an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? And to the point where she's like, she's living her entrepreneurial life. She got a salon, you know, a book, <laughs> an organization. Yeah. And once you get it, it's the most freeing thing, right? But it's also freeing when you kind of do it right. Yeah. I mean, you, you spoke about not inheriting assets, right? Let's get into yeah, let's assets. Get in that. Let's get into that. <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's talk about assets a little bit. So um, a business essentially is an asset. A book is an asset. Right. A yes. copyright yes. is an asset yes. as an artist. So recently I was thinking about, all right, what ways can we create assets for ourselves? Because we can inherit, which a lot of us from our communities unfortunately don't have anything right. to inherit or we don't inherit. We can acquire, right. which requires what? Capital. Right. Right. A lot of us, it's sweat equity. We, we build and create. Right. So once we build and create and have the knowledge to turn that into an asset, it's knowing how to manage our assets now, right? right? So I think, I think this is a very important conversation to have with everyone, like saving. Right. Before we can invest, we have to save something. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And then knowing what to invest in, what's worth investing in. Right. And, and when I first started making money as an entrepreneur in my business, you know, I was just like, oh my God, I gotta get insurance, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do that. And, 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 and a lot of that, it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur. It's a lot of expenses to protect yourself, you know what I mean? And it's a lot of, I mean, when you really think about getting insurance for people and your, and your daughter, and, and like, that's a whole, like, that's just a real bill. Yeah. You know, and if you don't pay that bill, then you're not covered. So it's like, all these little nuances, right? So like, I'm, I'm anti-house unless it's an investment. Because I feel like now, you know, you're not going to get what you put in, right? And then, that's just my thought process. Yeah. And then you need to have, uh, you know, a bag of money just in case 
the roof, you know, caves in or the boiler. Or more maintenance. Just more maintenance, yeah. right? So, um, but but just getting more people to think that having a house is like the American dream instead of like that's like a bad investment. To some, I mean, to some people, like the gurus tell you, yeah, you know, to to rent, right, and then to rent and live and have someone live upstairs and never buy. And they say it's a bad investment. Yeah. So so, but they taught us, right, that it was only a, a great investment to be in debt. I didn't mention I was a real estate investor, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but real estate investing is different. It's, this is you living in a home. Yeah. I live yeah. in a... Um, I think that even that, even that is like, everything is about education, right? So I heard the same story. I heard that, you know, buy a house so that you can invest and, and, and have properties and stuff like that. But I don't... I haven't flipped my houses. I, have, I own them and I'm a landlord. So nobody talks about that. That's nobody great. tells That's you what that journey is like. Thank once you. you got the house and now you have people acting crazy in your property and you have, um, Thank you. you know, a lot of stuff happening. How do you combat that or when things go wrong? So I spent the whole year of just learning hard lessons. Um, and I, and, I, and it, it does get to a point where you feel like, you know, discouraged because like maybe this was a bad investment. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. But I've learned so much about real estate from a landlord perspective, that in about having a property in Essex County, because all counties are different, you know, where you, where you buy at, is it, the county means everything. You need to know the laws and how the eviction process works and stuff like that. So I even talk about that um, on my Instagram pages and stuff like that, and on social media, I talk about that from a landlord perspective. But um, I mean, I personally feel as though it's better to have your own, because you have to know how to do it. So as opposed to you going out and buying your first property that you live in, it's better to get a multifamily and let that multifamily pay right. for your property. Exactly. So you get a multifamily, a three-family, and then you get a two-family, and then you get your dream house. Right. And that residual income that's in that three-family and in that two-family is now paying right. your mortgage so that you're not even coming out of pocket for Sensible. your own property. Makes so sense. it's a way to yeah. do it, you yeah. know, and, and, and we don't really, they missed that part. They forgot yeah. to tell us that. They yeah. said buy the house, but they didn't say how to buy the house. Right. You know, right. so. Um, and that's something I was, that's, that's basically what I was saying is that the gurus say, you know, don't buy it, that's, that's debt. Yeah. Like it's only, you know, only if someone else is paying for it. So that's the conversation. But, you know, we just got to get the information. Yeah, yeah. We got to get the information to it. And I agree. Mm -hmm. But, um, and even, and even buying in our areas, that are undesirable to people right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and to me, that is very important because we can't get mad when other races come and, and you know, and, and they have the money, but they don't have the money. Like, we don't not, we, we have the money to, if you are not, all three of us are four of us said, listen, we're gonna buy a couple lots, we can do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not so much money. And that's the thing, I guess that's me going back to the whole like $400,000 thing, right? Because when you, when you, Everyone's like, oh, we make $100,000. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, Raheem is making $100,000. Like, you know, like yeah. that's rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, so $400 to, 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 to a millionaire saying $400 is, 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 is not rich. It's nothing, right? Yeah. But, but to someone making $100, $400 is a lot. Right. You know what I mean? So to me, I, don't, I think the steps to getting there, like how do you get it? I always say I use logic to beat reality. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I love Will Smith. I love him because he's someone 
that just understands uh, the universe, you know what I mean? And he understands failure, and he understands how to train your mind, right? And he understands that it's never a loss, you know? And uh, I mean, just from him just saying like, you know, all right, some of my movies haven't done well. Let me go to YouTube. Let me let me really get into this content yeah. game. You know what I mean? And then to still get Aladdin. We don't even know when Aladdin was shot. But after that YouTube game, yeah. they had to put that out. And it's one of his best-selling movies. So even someone at that level, you know, pivoting yeah. and saying, let me do something different in order to get to where that's, that's logic against reality, right? Because, you know, Martin Lawrence is being saved by Will Smith right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not in the sense of, like, that's a bad thing, but I'm saying it's, like, the old guy, the icon not falling off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, doing the young game right, you know? Absolutely. And, and for me, for me, it's, like, chipping away. Like, chipping away until you... And, and that's the average entrepreneur. is like, yeah, like, if you lose it... If you would have failed in that the salon, the question is, would you do it again? And I think you would. I think you would do it again, and that's the type of mentality you gotta have. Yeah. And my mom, when she started her first business, it didn't last, you know, but she didn't do it again, so that really wasn't in her heart to do, you know what I mean? So, um, you know what I wanna say about that is, um, because with my son, the, the beauty industry is one of the hardest industries to be successful in, especially in our community, because if you, um, if you look at it, when you go to a salon, usually a, you go to an African-American salon, it's usually the owner that's behind the chair and that's it. They usually work by themselves. You don't see right, a true. lot of black salons where it's a bunch of stylists in, under one location working together. You'll see that in the Caucasian salons right, like Baines and Montclair and all you know, all right. these other chains. You'll see a bunch of stylists, like a, 10 of them, mm-hmm. and, and they're working all collectively. But when you go to the um, African-American side, you right. don't see that in salons. It's true. And it's, it's so difficult. It's mm-hmm. like a revolving door. The turnaround for stylists is crazy. Why is that? Because that's, that's, that's like drug deal hustle. It is. Like you can get like... How much can you make in a day? Like you can buy. Oh, you can make so much. A thousand dollars. I in have a day. style. Every stylist that has worked with me has made um, at least like twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars every two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. Every two weeks. And and it's like it's so much money to be made, and it's so it's such a, a great thing to be able to do. Like it's, it's one of those things that is recession proof. Right. People always gonna get their hair right. done. Right. They always gonna get their hair done. You know, so um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I know a lot of it has to do with the fact that sometimes these stylists, when they go to school, they go to, they go to cosmetology school, but they're not required to have a higher level of education. Right. So they know or how business, to. Or business, or financial, or financial that. literacy. Yeah. So they know how to do hair, but they don't know how to run a business. They don't understand what it takes to run a business. This is so, what this is about. Did everybody see this? How this is coming together? I don't know. All right. So when you when you're an owner on the other side and you're trying to set rules, like come on, come to work one time, right. you know, right. um, customer service, right. they are they fight that because they don't understand it because right. they're not thinking from an entrepreneurial perspective. They right. think you know it's the difference between the mindsets right. of an owner and an employee. Right. If, if that's why you are the, the owner, right. because you have a different mindset. Right, you don't have a space. Don't have so space. I went through a period of time where I was trying to get them to get it, and, it's, right. it, and then it hit me like they're not supposed to get it. Because if, if they got it, then they would be Enjoy in it. a different space. 
Right. It's my job to to get it and to enforce it. And whether you ride out, if you ride out with me, then I'm gonna make sure that you make money. But if you don't, then you gotta go to a, a salon and do your own thing. Right. You know. Um, so I've I've experienced this revolving door and it's still the struggle to this day. It, it doesn't it doesn't stop. Um, I, I know lots of stylists who tell me the same thing. Um, one of my mentors is also a rising tide um, instructor, Samiko. Yeah, she she used to have a salon and tells me the same thing. You know. So it's one of those things where as entrepreneurs, we just gotta, you pick, you gotta be certain on the entry that you pick and understand that it's gonna be a lot of, you know, a lot of struggle. Right. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to touch on that you mentioned um, about how, what we need to do as entrepreneurs, I think what's really important is your network. Yes. What I would, what I, what I tried to do growing up and what I would love to still, I'm still working on is creating a network where everybody in my circle has something to contribute. So that it's easier to do a business. Mm -hmm. So that I know we all, let's say we all together and we all in a network and you do music and you have production and you are a DJ and I'm, you know, business and right. you, I can send you people to do, to right. that want to have a DJ and you can send him somebody who wants to do music. Like right. we all work together yeah. collectively because other ethnicities do it. Sure. You know, and that's why they're able to, to go so far. Absolutely, so far. Absolutely. If we had a collective where we could all kind of network with each other and make sure that each other gets the clients or what we need, mm -hmm. then it makes it so much easier. I agree. I agree. And, and to your point, like I, I, I dabble in management of artists, you know, as a stream. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the same thing in terms of like stylists. You know, it's like they, I also, I always feel like they, I think TV is the worst thing for creatives, the worst thing for people. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, a manager says to people, you're gonna change my whole entire life, I'm gonna be Biggie tomorrow. I'm gonna be Kanye tomorrow, I'm gonna be Kid Cudi tomorrow. You know what I mean? And it doesn't, and you have to put the work in. It's like, if you're a coach, if you, you know, you coach a team, like the best player is probably in the gym when everybody is going home. Right. You know what I mean? So that guy's probably gonna go to school. He's gonna, you know, he's probably gonna, you know, his aspirations are higher and probably go to the league, you know, but the ones that don't work and they kind of want to, you know, someone to help them get there are going to be the ones that are kind of going to be in your corner, not being as edifying in my opinion, you know, and, and you also have to understand that I, I just, I just don't understand how people don't think that Michael Jordan is in the gym, was in the gym every day, you know what I'm saying? Like, we saw him in the game, but we didn't know what he'd get after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like DJ Jazzy Jeff, like, you don't see him. I mean, you got to know that he's probably one of the best. Yeah, you know, the best. So he's practicing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're asking someone to help you without doing what they did. Right. And no one respects that. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I'm, if I'm managing you and you, you, you don't want to go to Baltimore and sleep on the floor to possibly meet some other people. And this happens on every level. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? To meet someone else that might possibly give you a, a paid show or more money, then you don't want to be in the game. No one knows you. And I, and I tell everyone now, like, you know, labels, yes, they're a bank, right? But they're bank and they're investors, right? So they want to invest in good ground, right? So. They want to see something proven. It's like a startup. They want to invest in that. So what have you done outside of you singing and, and being talented? Do you have a fan base? Do you, do you cultivate it? Did, did you go and do shows in front of five people mm -hmm. for five years? Right. You know what I mean? And, 
you know, uh, I, I guess it's just for the people that really want to do it. You know what I mean? Like it's the people, and that's what you gotta hone in. Every you can't. It's not that you can't save everyone. I just think everyone is not. Uh, their passions aren't always the same as everyone else's. Yeah. You know. I agree. So that's me. No, I was just going to say that's, that's, that's so true. It's no different than a stylist, you know, not wanting to sit and wait for a client. They'd rather, you know, we want me to bring it to them um, and they're not willing to wait fresh out of school or you don't have any clientele and you want me to just have the clients waiting for you when you're right. supposed to wait for clients. Right. It's like, or you how, need to go bad, how bad do you want it? Yeah, and go to where they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when do you not... So, I have a, I have a dark secret. I am... I, uh, uh, I love drug dealer movies. I'm sorry. Because to me, they're the, the, the greatest entrepreneurs that ever. I mean, they handle business like executives. You know what I mean? It's just the product. The product is the only thing. You know what I mean? But, but I say that to say is that, you know, they start from a position. They see that position. They work hard. They get it to a point of where they reach and connect. You know, then which is just distro and, and, and product. You know what I mean? Then they find a place to sell it. I mean, it's just yeah. these are things that if they had another product, it wouldn't be illegal. Right. You know what I mean? But the business structure is like simple. See, you know, it, 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 it is. And, and I mean, but they train their mind to deal with people like. So I'm an artist and I'm a creative. So sometimes it's, it's challenging for me to uh, hone in on my emotions you know so I had, a, I had an OG tell me the other day he's like listen you could be feeling like this inside but you gotta be like this you know what I mean like yeah. we wanna show our emotions all the time that we mess up the business you know and in and, and, and that game you can't it's, it's life or death so why is it different for us you know right, right? so I know that's my weird quirky dark uh, I mean not really yeah this is the same thing as being an artist or DJ. There's somebody out here that's willing to work harder than you and willing to do whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Like, I might be like, damn, I don't show $100. Right, right. But it might be somebody be like, I'll do this show for $50. Right. Just so you'll get this next show. Right. And they're going to give you it. And that next show might be some money that they don't even care about. So it might be two bands. Like, go take that. You know what I mean? Because you did this. And, I, and to be quite honest with you, I was not that guy. I was not that guy. I was like, listen, this is my rate. I was just in this magazine. I'm not. I, I, you I was. Know. I was. I was. 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 When I was younger, I would show up any party that mattered if I was on a bill or not. Right, right, right. right. I did just in case that means laptop break down. Right. I got my. Right. <laughs> and that's. See, but I love that though. Because that's. To me, that's the new sexy. You know what I'm saying? The new sexy is getting bread, getting paid. You know what I mean? Like, you can make anything look great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like today, they, they don't know who came to this event. Yeah. No one knows who came to this event. It happened, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 um, and, and just getting back to that, right? It's like, how are you going to fight for your sustainability in what you love, right? So getting back to that book, when I read that book, I thought they were going to say, okay, you need to talk to this person, you need to, you know, 50 hours working on your craft, and this and that. And it was like, listen, 
you know, there's weddings, <laughs> there, you know, there's, uh, uh, there's going to do talks, there's uh, uh, freelancing work, uh, whatever other stream, whatever you have, this is how you stay, stay making money and create a sustainable living for you in the music business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you continue to make money in the music business? You know, it's not like, you you know, either you're a humongous star or bus. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of like my biggest thing. And I think when I, born and raised in Newark, when I got to the place when I was in in the industry and, and I've been in it for a while, um, I started to see everything happening on the back end. You know, the people behind the scenes and I studied those people you know because you know those are the people that make the decisions you know what I'm saying so so um it just made me it just made me realize that um the game is about knowledge the game is about relationship the game is about when you make that two grand or that three grand or that five grand that you weren't expecting you know how do you how do you keep it? How do you invest it? How do you invest and still have money, right? Like, you know, like, do you have a will? Like, these, like, regular people things that we should have, yeah. you know, that we don't even think about. We don't think about it, right? And it's like, how are you not investing something, right? I did this little thing, and I said, listen, I'm going to take 10% out, out of my, whatever I make, I'm taking 10% and putting in the savings. And I'm, the money that I raised from that was, like, incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just little things that I want people and I want artists to really think about because we think about like once I do this gig and I get a thousand dollars and I'm gonna buy this or once I get this gig I'm gonna get fit I'm about no how about you'll always have that cushion you know because you're you're, you're living a sustainable healthy financial uh, life yeah you know so uh, I key I keynote is on their way they say but. I mean, we could keep, keep talking. I wanted to get some whiskey, but but you know, we still can, we still gonna get some whiskey. Nobody knows what's gonna come. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we could go get a cool vibes this day. I'll, I'll, I'll send somebody to go get it thirty dollars. You know, but I didn't want. I you, you like the wine? You, you like the wine? Wine. Oh, you like wine? Okay, wine is a lot of weight on. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, man. So I wanted. I, I do want to. Yeah. I want. Uh, so this is one of our very very happy about this partner because many reasons. And then uh, they you know told them about the vision and they were really supportive and on board with it. You know what I mean? Um, and with the time and everything. Um, but um, this was supposed to happen, right? Because of this. This, you know, I mean, this is supposed to happen, and 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 she is a representative of what your program, is, you know, what can do, you know, and uh, I want to just want to tell what Rise of Tide does. And, and, Absolutely. Can I do a shameless plug, Vic Virtuous? Can you record this, please? Oh, Vic Virtuous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that okay? All right, yeah, thank you. Gotta gotta have some evidence that I was. Right, right. I promise I didn't have you know a good time all over Newark during the Newark Arts Festival. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having us, Rising Tide. Um, we fully support this, right? Um, and that's that's essentially what Rising Tide Capital is. We are five hundred one c three nonprofit. 
We're all about creating community, um, whether it's creative entrepreneurs or you know, product-oriented entrepreneurs, service-oriented entrepreneurs. But the idea is that we want to make people feel like there's someone that believes in them. Because entrepreneurship is a lonely road. It's not easy, right? As you all know for yourself, it's not easy. Um, but there is a network, there is a community of people like-minded, similar boat, that you can learn from, okay? And gain some valuable um, information, people that you can network with to collaborate, to have some mentorship opportunities, all of that. So that's why I'm excited when you mentioned Samiko, yeah. right? She's your mentor. Her. And that's, that's what Rising Tide is. It's this huge community, it's a world. Um, and it's only getting like bigger and bigger. Um, so right now we're all over New Jersey, locally, so Essex County, Union County, Middlesex County. Um, we do it in Hudson County, English and Spanish. But now we're also touching Chicago, South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, people around the world are seeing that, you know, you need to just relying on more than just a nine-to-five. Yeah, yeah. We need to invest in the people in our communities that are going to give back, keep the money within our communities, um, and help their families, help themselves thrive, you know, help, help the communities thrive. So this is our 15th year of existence. Um, we just purchased our big headquarters space, 311 MLK. Um, it's about four, four floors, a big building that we're really looking to, really excited to what is going, coming forward, right, in the future. Um, the collaboration, there's affordable housing in one of the spaces. Um, we have an accelerator, you know, where we can help entrepreneurs with a co-working space, things like that. So right now it's just the education, it's the consulting, it's literally home base for every entrepreneur that needs it. Um, but we do that through the education and the training. Awesome. And, and you guys teach how to uh, finance, teach financial literacy as well? So the 12-week business course is basically our, our signature program. You know, if you think of Rising Tide as like the journey, you come to an information session, you get accepted into a class, um, it's a 12-week course, you learn everything, nuts and bolts, to what you need to do. Whether you're in business or you're just starting out, okay. it's relevant to anyone. Okay. It's taught in a very general way, but you're focusing specifically on your ideas. So your ideas um, are going to, obviously, your homework is going to reflect that, right? Your personal ideas. So within that, we talk about bookkeeping, cash flow, sales projection. That's financial literacy. That's empowerment right there. Um, beyond that, we have credit counseling. So there is someone that you can connect with to do that one-on-one. -on -one. Sit down, let's take a look at your credit, um, your score, and see how we can improve things for you. Not just on a business level, but on a personal level, right? So what are your goals in life, and how does that affect your credit? Oh, that's very cool, because I think I think when you, as an entrepreneur, you should, I mean, it's something that you either want, you know, or can't get, or mess up, you know what I mean? I, I, I think everyone needs to know, like, 
I, I think the first time I made money as in my business, I had no clue on what to do with the money. You know what I mean? Like outside of reinvesting into myself, mm-hmm. like because um, you always think, oh, the money, you know, I'll just, you know, I'm a consultant, so it's very, I should never been thinking about that. But um, you always have to kind of, you know, think about the next opportunity. You right. have to create it, right? Yeah. And then you, you should never be like waiting for that next check. I feel like you should always have a cushion. And then you need a cushion to actually present. See, that's all these things for, you know, to, to get a sale. So to me, that, t- that, that takes financial discipline. You know what I mean? Like, what am I? And, 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 and that's a, it's a challenge, right? Because I think, especially in our business, and, and this is the thing that I've been thinking about, and, you, and we can talk about it as well, because in our business, you have to spend money to get money. Mm-hmm. You know, in, 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 in the music business or yeah. the entertainment business. Like, if you're not presentable mm-hmm. or you right. don't feel like you are making money, people don't want to, you know, possibly look at you differently in doing business. And that's, right. that's, that's across the board. That's but right. really, like, I knew friends that stayed at home and bought, uh, had leased, like, luxury cars just so they could go to a meeting. And look, you know, I think I think Puff might have did that. He, 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 Thank you for meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he, when he, when he um, his first his meeting with Clive Davis to get money for Bad Boy, he rented you know a car to be you know. Right. So ours is a little bit more risky, you know, than because ours is at at that moment, right. you know, where I think a salon or you know some, some other businesses like I think is we have more of an opportunity to kind of like stack and. Unless, unless a pipe breaks or, yeah. you know, I don't know. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. yeah. <laughs> you still got to pay some people and you got to build it out. You got to build out the place. You got to get the equipment. Yeah, that's true. You too. know, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that you got to do um, initially to get started. But what I want to say about that and it ties into Rising Tide is that, well, first of all, I want to say when I started Rising Tide, you only had Jersey City locations. That's how far back it's wow. been since wow. I took the program. It was only Jersey City locations. And um, it's been it's been an amazing, amazing relationship. I graduated so many years ago, and since then I still have I'm still connected with Rising Tide, and they still support everything that I do. When I when I launched my book, I, I sent an email to Roger Sarantis, and he um, made sure that a, a newsletter went out to every person in Rising Tide. When I opened my salon, I reached out to Rising Tide. They sent people out to be at my grand opening. Um, they, they referred me to a lawyer who, oh, well, Jay actually looked over my lease for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they always got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of, those, one of those organizations where it's not just the 12-week program, it's after the 12-week program, all the support that you gave after that. It's, it meant so much to me. Um, like I said, the, uh, another Rising Tide graduate did my cover for my book. She did my website. It's like so many resources, that network that I was talking about. It's like that's, they have that network. So even if you are beyond a business plan, if you have one already, even if you're already in business, it's good to take the course and it's good to be affiliated because that way you get, you get those resources. They help me with my crowdfunding campaign, which is that finance that you're talking yeah. about. And that's good for creatives. I mean, a crowdfunding campaign where you can showcase your work right. and you can raise money that you need to go out and do these meetings right. with people yeah. and look the part and get what you need. You can right. do a crowdfunding campaign and if you do with Kiva, Rising Tide can sponsor you. They, uh, they sponsor me. Like Kiva's other, other funding. Yes, again. right. How did you hear about Rising Tide? Uh, 
I think I Googled. I think I was online looking for some type of business thing. No one, I, I think I just came across it like online or something. Okay. And um, it was during the time where they were, I think you guys were giving away, you were, you had to be eligible to get a free class or something, a free sponsorship, and I, I was eligible or, or something, but I, I took the class for free, and but I utilized the whole thing from start to finish, and I still am so connected with plenty of people. Like I said, one of my mentors is a teacher at right. Rising Tide, and um, I know a lot of the people who have graduated from them. I've sent a bunch of people there to take the course, and they graduated. One of the winners of the uh, Just Do Something Challenge was somebody that I sent his wife one. Um, so it's just so much, it's so much stuff. It's so much But you researched. You researched. Yes. And, research. that's, and that's kind of the key, too, is like, you know, if you reach reading, too, you know, it's so, it's so great and ill that you, have, that you have a book, you know what I mean? Because I think that's where most of this information and this knowledge is, and I think sometimes we look online for too much, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's just regular, I mean, it's definitely a tool, you know, but when you get into these books, they really yeah. get, and from these books, I learned about other organizations. Yeah. Organizations that you would never, like, I, I pretty much, it was me and, like, three or four other, and I might be lying, but it felt like this, but um, early on, it was only a couple of black independent artists, soul artists that was put, I mean, you, 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 you know, right? It wasn't a lot of us, you know what I mean? So we didn't, um, um, we didn't really have a kind of like a format, you know, we didn't have anybody we could go and ask because the industry was our enemy, you know what I mean? So it was like, you know, we didn't want anything to do with them, you know what I mean? But the thing about the music industry is that they have this administrative department, you know what I mean? Like, you can't do the business, like this business without administration, got publishing. You got your, your fees, you got all these, you know, booking, all these things that as an artist, if you're not an administrator, it's very tough. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being challenged by it now. Mm -hmm. But with this book, you know, it just broke down organizations where you can get help, where you can meet another PR agency that's an independent, that's probably affordable, like, you know, lawyers, and, and but you would not know it if you didn't think. It was like, you know, your mindset was just like, uh, I'm a, uh, I make great music, I'm connected this, to this person, and I'm hot. Right. Give me money. You know what I mean? Like, that's most, that's 80% of the industry. You know what I mean? And then we leave our managers to handle the business, right? Mm -hmm. And they know you're stupid. You know what I mean? You're stupid because you don't have the knowledge and the right. research. You know what I mean? And it's, and, and it's, not a, it's not a thing of, like, being, saying something harsh. But I'm saying they know you don't have the information. You know what I mean? Because you're not researching. They didn't get the, the information. They didn't wake up with it. They researched. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I want creative entrepreneurs to learn as well is, is that research. You find out about Rising Tide in the beginning. That's even more impressive. You know, because it's way more popular now. Mm -hmm. So that meant that you were really searching to get it right. Yeah. You know? And that's what I kind of feel like. I want, the, I want the cats that are actually being successful in music and in, in entertainment to now take on this mentality. You know what I mean? I'm a tourist, so like Malcolm's a tourist, so you know, like I just care about my kind. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I care about everybody, but I really care about the creators. You know what I'm saying? And because because I, I I didn't really have a lot of help. You know, and I was I wanted to nerd out with a lot of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and a lot of things I was able to do. Other people like I was on a John Stuck Daily show. 
you got the Daily Show, John's Daily on, what's the Daily Show, right? You know the Daily Show. Like for a black independent artist to be on that, it's like incredible with no label and no anything. Built off relationships. So I would like to teach other creators how to get there. I would like to teach creators how to perform in Europe. I would like to teach other creators how to actually make money. What do you do when the time is low and it's down? Like, how do you maneuver? How do you pay your bills? You know, right. those type of things which no one talks about because they almost feel like it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. You know, which if you did the healthy financial, you know, diet, you know what I mean, and just the thought process, you're in the game, right? Like you're actually a musician or a creative making money doing what you love. You know, and we always like, especially in our culture, right? So this is real crazy, right? So it's always hair care, right? You know, the powers that be, whatever, let us excel in certain things, right? But, but, um, you know, it's one day like you have a product, right? One day your product should be competitive with the other Black pro African American products that are in the stores and Whole Foods and all that stuff, right? That should be. We 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 need to be selling to us, right? So so at the same time as a musician, right? We need to be having our own labels, our own businesses, like you know, like why? Why not? You know what I mean? Like why does it have to only be the most successful person? Why when we hear Kendrick Lamar is buying a house in an area, you know, as soon as he gets his deal, you know, to me that doesn't make me feel that that's attainable. When I see you on Grammy stages and I see you performing, you know, I need to see that guy on the ground that like I see everything, you know what I mean? Like him having a house and him having a car and him being able to invest and stuff. And to me, I feel like if we don't see that, then we don't feel like it's real. Right. Yeah. Or it can't happen. You know, you might be an artist that might not be on the radio every day, right? But, you know, you made $100,000 a year. $200,000 a year, no one knows your name, like the masses don't, you know? And to me, that's, 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 a, that's like, that's exciting to me, you know? Like once you realize it, because when you go, in, go into this thing, everyone says you're not gonna make money. You know, what are you doing? You go to school for music, why? You go to school, why? Arts, why? You know what I mean? When you can make the same money that a, a doctor can. Like when I got into the music business and, and I just started going to events with my fashion friends, and I, but the difference was I knew who the editors were for those magazines. I did the research, right? That got me in better doors than the ones that were doing shows for everybody just to kind of get on. You know what I mean? Like I met him at an industry event. Yeah. Right? Now why am I at an industry event? Like I'm at an industry event to meet people and research and nerd out. You know what I mean? And because that's, I'm passionate about what I want to do and I just think that and, and before, I, before that, it's like, when I realized that these marketing guys that I looked up to that I didn't know who they were unless I looked in the magazine were making $300,000 a year, I said I had to come back to more. <laughs> you know why? Because we're way flyer than them. Yeah. You know, like we're in the trenches. That's a kid that middle class with the power, you know, and nothing against that. Right. But the kid that is fly and throwing parties in his hood and everybody thinks it's cool, you know what I mean, that always goes, goes to him for the fly stuff, he doesn't even know he can make 300 grand right. as a consultant. That's right. And that is disturbing to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could do that instead of selling drugs. You could do that instead of, it, it's the same plan, it's the same mentality. So, I mean, re research is pivotal. You shared your story and I remember recently, I went to an event at the YouTube space mm -hmm. in the city. And the reason why I went to that event is because uh, one of 
my former student from when I was in Miami, he, he always had an interest in music, right? Huge fan, old soul. Like, there was like a freshman talking about Prince and Maxwell, right? That's music. Yeah, it is, it is. So, me, I guess as someone, I consider myself someone who helps to, to lead and manage creativity. Right, well, I'm a creative myself, so I understand how, how to deal in that space, right? And my name, Aquaeus, it means one who manages emotions well. So you spoke about emotions, right? So just always keeping that level head, knowing how to operate calm and, and mellow, and articulate and deliver ideas. So I saw that, and I, I also love investing in people. If I see that you like something, something excites you, I want to see you excel. So when I'm in different events, the first thing I want to know is, what do you love to do, right? right? So that as I move around, I have you in mind like, oh snap, I just came across this. Let me shoot DM, text message, email. My just, first festival, yeah. you sent me artists. Yeah, facts. He didn't ask me for money. You know, I even booked someone. He didn't ask me for money. He didn't do. He just, he just, he just put it out in the universe, and that's, and that's very healthy. We don't do it a lot in our, in our, um, in our industry. But it, I'm just saying, it's, it's true I, that that's who you are. I appreciate that because I forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> but now Janae, I remember, Janae, Janae yeah, Janae, which, which, which is my brother and manager. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So to get back, to get back to um, why I wanted to say this is. Someone I developed a relationship, a student in 2011, hits me back, because we stayed in touch, hits me with a text in 2019, eight years later, at the YouTube space to go to Rafael Sadiq's show, right? So just that experience was super dope. And while I was at that show, I see a woman, her name's Marcy Allen, and she has her own company called Mac Presents. So she just so happens to be someone who was on Billboard's Power 100, which is major, right? So because I did the research, I knew her name. So I'm like, hey, Marcy Allen, right? I'm a fan of your work. So that created that entry, right? And then at the end of the event, she came back up to me and said, hey, what was your name again? So we had a conversation and she said, swing by the office one day, right? Swing by the office, of course. So I followed up, sent her the follow-up email, same day. So these are the strategies and the execution that yes. we also need to, to implement, right? We talk about waking up, going to the gym. When you mentioned Jordan, I think of Kobe, right? Will Smith, Kobe. Yeah. Logic, 4 a.m. Okay, if I want to be the best ball player, I just have to wake up early. I'm going to wake up at 4, practice, rest between 8 and 10, Go back to the gym, practice, get some lunch, go back, practice. The more time we allow ourselves to get better, I mean, it's it's it phenomenal game. And it's, and it's all because of what? You want to win. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you really of winning? You know what I mean? And, 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 and that's something you can do on your own. Yeah. No you know, one can hold this back. And today, you can YouTube workouts. And, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? But I, but I feel you can. You, you, can, you can do yeah. anything now, so so it's not even an excuse. But but to your to your uh, to your point, Emil Wilkin was the editor at Vibe. All right. I snuck in 
I, every year I snuck into the big fashion exhibit at Jacob Jack. Yes. Yeah. Right? 19, whatever. And uh, they were like stylists in the back, stylists in the back to help for the fashion show. So I go there, I'm a stylist, and you know, I'm just in there. Yeah. <laughs> and Bill, and Bill is in there. And I'm like, Bill Wilbur He's like, oh, you know me? So my youth pastor went to school with Lloyd Boston, who knew Emil Wilkin, right. right? Who then got me an intern at Bob. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just from doing the re they don't have, they're not their peers only know that they're superstars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the average person and so when you when you go up to someone that's an executive and you like, yo, I really appreciate their work, they're gonna bring you in. They're impressed. You know what I mean? They're impressed. They're impressed. And you're not asking them for a record there? Nope. You know? So if anything, they want to know more about you. Like, okay, I'm not out there. How do you know about me? Because you must be doing right. something right. Different. And I need people around me that are doing something right. Right? Right. right. Guys. <laughs> did you feel what I felt? You felt it? Did, did you feel it? I don't know. I felt it. I felt it. I so felt it. Let's clap it up. Let's clap it up. Yeah. <laughs> also, our keynote is here. So, we're going to take a break. You know, he's gonna play some tunes. We're gonna take a break and we set up and do that deal. And then we're gonna, you know, exchange info and see each other next time. It's a a live podcast right now. Yeah, we need to do it. Like, there's so many ideas coming from this, this, you know. This unit right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Hey, what's up? Thank you. My phone is dead now. Thank you, too. No, I need to finish it to you. Yeah.